Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and as always, it's just an honor and a pleasure to be with you tonight. So something that the Lord put on my heart, and it is such an important topic. And my question to you tonight is this, is your past holding you back in any way? So many people struggle with constant reminders of their past and it keeps them stuck in being able to move forward. And, you know, if that's something that you have struggled with, I've got good news for you tonight and it's time to get free from your past. And I see you guys jumping on. So welcome, welcome. And I'm just going to dive right in. So, you know, maybe you can't seem to let go of the past. Maybe it just robs you every day. Some people go through serious depression. You know, there was a time in my past, uh, going back 20 years ago, when I struggled with depression. And there were days that, honestly, I felt like I didn't want to get out of bed for days, like three days straight. I always had a very good work ethic, but when the weekend came around and my son, you know, would go with his father for the weekend, um, it was just, I just didn't even want to get out of bed. You know, this was, it was really a difficult time in my life. And at the time I didn't even know the Lord. And then when I first started, started to know the Lord, I still was going through it because it takes time, you know, to get into the word and to be transformed. My spirit got free right away, but the only way that you're going to be transformed from the inside out is by the renewing of your mind. You've got to change your mind to agree with God's word. That's what it means to renew your mind. So, you know, maybe you feel like you've just made so many mistakes. Maybe people constantly remind you of your mistakes. We know the devil does that. He's a master of that. Think about it. That's all he has is reminding you of the past. You could be a brand new creation. Well, if you're saved, you're born again, you are a brand new creation in Christ, right? The old things have passed away. Your spirit is brand spanking new. You are a species of being that never even existed before. But the enemy, you know, any little thing that comes up or maybe you're a trigger from the past and the enemy's right there, you know, see, look at this. See, you messed up again. See, blah, blah, blah. Or people, you know, that you know, sometimes try to push your buttons and they'll be like, I know you, you haven't changed. Or, you know, and, and I'm telling you, I know this is resonating with people tonight because I see the hearts coming in. And, you know, just even in questions that I've been getting recently, I had a question today, for example, of from a sweet, dear woman. She's born again and she's having some kind of, you know, issues and court issues and things like this. And she said, sometimes I feel like I don't even deserve God's help. Oh, and when I read that, I was just, oh. It just, it, it, it grieved, you know, it hurt my spirit. And, and I know that my spirit is one spirit with the Lord. If you're born again, your spirit is one spirit with the Lord. And when I read that, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, and, and some people think, well, I don't want to ask God for too much. I just want enough. He is the God of more than enough, right? Just go back to the Old Testament and read about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and how the Lord, you know, the blessings of the Lord Listen, it's not that it's about money, right? God knows you need money, but money is not the end-all be-all. Money can help a lot of people. But, you know, 
that's not why we do what we, well, it's not why I do what I do, right? It's because I love people. I have the heart of God, but God does want you to be prosperous. God does want you to, you know, be healthy and have great relationships and be good financial stewards and all that. But a lot of people feel like that they don't even deserve God's, you know, his full goodness. He is full of grace and mercy. He loves you. And he doesn't just love you a little bit. If you love your child, do you love them just a little bit? No, you would do anything to help them and to see them succeed. How much more do you think God wants to do with you? Right? And just uh, this is just, wow, this is just coming up. This was not in my notes, but the Lord wants me to explain this. You know, if you have um, a child, and, and say if you don't have a child, but maybe you have a niece or a nephew, somebody that you love, a young person in your life, right? And someone that you care about. Let's just say it's a, a teenager, someone that you really love. What if they were, per, for example, addicted to drugs? Okay, this is just a for instance that God just put on my heart to just to just give you this. Say they were addicted, they were going through, you know, something where they were addicted to drugs. You found out about it and you were, you know, you were upset. You're not upset because just for the sake of being upset, you're upset because you know that this can hurt them and or potentially kill them, right? And so you, you know, you confront them about it. And maybe if they say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and they mean it. And they say, you know what? I am so sorry. They have a repentant heart. They're done with it. And they're not going to do it anymore. And and they mean it. You know, maybe, you know, they've... Okay, my whole point to this is to say, if you say you're sorry, right, to God, or they say they're sorry to you, and what are you going to do? Are you going to say, no, no, I don't forgive you? No, you're not going to do that. You're going you're gonna to say, okay, great, let's get you on the right track. But now what if that... That young person says to you, I can't forgive myself. I'm a mess. And yes, I'm done with this, but I can't expect you to forgive me. And I don't expect you to help me. And I just leave me alone. Like I just, I can't forgive myself. And they go through this deep depression and they just go, you know, in a corner for five days and they just can't even be bothered. That would break your heart because, and say they, are done with it but they don't know how to forgive themselves do you know how many children of God do you know how many people go through that even you know people that say that they're Christians they they go through this stuff the struggles right these struggles are real and it just doesn't have to be that way if your life has been going in a way that's well what just came to me is like down the toilet if you feel like your life is gone down the toilet look at the decisions and things that you have been in agreement with, maybe in the areas of your health, of your relationships, you know, even towards yourself emotionally, right? What you've got to know is that if God has forgiven you, who are you not to forgive yourself? And I'm telling you, this light came on for me and because there was a time where I felt like I couldn't forgive myself. Back in 1999, 2000 is when I got saved and I had a hard time even forgiving myself. And that was the worst. And, you know, but if God, and that was the light that came on for me, you know, this woman that I spoke with, she said, if God has forgiven you, who are you not to forgive yourself? Whoa. 
And I'll tell you, it went right through me and I was like, oh my gosh. So that's for you if you feel like you, you know, haven't been able to forgive yourself. And as far as forgiving someone else, so many people are stuck, stuck in depression because they haven't forgiven those who have hurt them. Listen, I've got family members who have hurt me to the core who still have not said they're sorry. But guess what? I'm not holding the offense in my heart because you know what? If I do, that will affect me. And I remember back in August after my mom went home to be with the Lord, I was deeply affected for a couple of weeks. I mean, I I was struggling and the Lord was like, no, 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 you got to let this all go. And, and I did. And I made the decision as soon as he, he showed it to me because it was keeping me stuck. It was keeping me in bondage. And any time that you say, speak, or do take an action that's contrary to God's word, you're in agreement with the enemy and it will keep you in bondage. It will keep you stuck. So as far as forgiving someone else, and you know, you might say, but you have no idea what they did to me. <laughs> I know what they did to me and it is honestly, it was the cruelest thing that I believe you could do to a, a human being, but whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what they did to you. Your job is to let the offense go. God is a restorer of all things. And I know, and I pray for them, right? He says, pray for those who hurt you. Bless your enemies, do good to them. Well, it doesn't mean that you have to call them on the phone and try to be their best friend, but let go of the offense and just keep praying for them, okay? Because I say to this day, if they pick up the phone and call me, my heart's open. They haven't done it yet, you know? But the whole point is, I'm not, I'm not carrying offense in my heart, and you shouldn't either, because it will keep you stuck, and it will keep you depressed, right? And then you have agreement with the enemy, and while God's not holding anything against you, and he's not mad at you, it's an open door for the enemy to access to your life. Anytime there's agreement with the enemy, the devil, he legally has the right to hurt you and to affect your life. So you want to you want to be in agreement with God. Jesus said in John 14:30, right? And 31 in the Amplified Bible, he said the enemy has no power over me because there's no agreement with him. Paraphrasing, but you can look it up for yourself. You always want to be in agreement with with the Lord. Okay. And so Jesus said, forgive. Listen, I always think, you know, think about how he, when he was going, you know, when they nailed him to the cross, that mean, and before that they pulled out his beard, they were punching him. They spit in his face. Oh my gosh. Right. And he said, father, right. They beat him unmercifully. I mean, he was unrecognizable. The Bible says in Isaiah that he was marred. He was beaten till he was unrecognizable recognizable unrecognizable that's like if you oh you can't even you can't even imagine it the passion the movie the passion of the christ i mean i think they did for what we can imagine a good job but it but even we know that that wasn't even the real depiction he wasn't even recognizable and yet he and that is how you can forgive anyone who's hurt you. It's because while it looked like they knew what they were doing, they didn't know what they were doing, right? My family members, they didn't think it through. You know, I, I'm just saying, no one that hurts you, they don't know what they're doing or they wouldn't do it or they're not mature in the things of God 
because they would want to make things right, you know, but people who don't know the Lord and who aren't walking with the Lord, you can't expect them to, to do things God's way, but you know the Lord, so you have to be the one to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm not going to hold this offense in my heart, but not, but, but I'm just going to move on with my life. I'm not going to stay stuck. You know, maybe someone has told you that because of your past, you know, that, and, and say you're born again, you've asked the Lord to come in and be your, be your Lord and Savior, but somebody from your past keeps reminding you of the things maybe you used to do or who you used to be. Okay. You're not even that person. Your, your identity is Christ now, Christ in you, you and the Lord joined one spirit. First Corinthians six seventeen says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So who you used to be, that's not you now. That's not even you. So when the enemy tries to come or uses people, listen, he could even use a very well-meaning person, but you gotta just don't, just don't get into offense. Just you know, the whole thing is, right, the fruit of the Spirit, self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Just guard your heart, and when you hear things, don't be so quick to react, okay, because that's not a good thing. Don't be quick to react. Just listen, you know, and then decide for yourself whether you're going to keep that thought or cast it down and get rid of it. Second Corinthians 10, 4, right? You've got to Cast down every thought that comes, whether it's a word spoken to you, you don't have to receive it. If a doctor tells you you have six months to live, you don't have to receive that. Listen, I'm going, this is a different topic, but everything responds to words. Watch the video that I did on everything responds to words, everything. Okay, so whatever you're believing in your heart and you speak, that is cells, atoms, molecules are going to respond to what you believe and speak for good or for bad. It's a spiritual law. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three that whatever you say, I'm paraphrasing, and you believe in your heart and you speak, you're going to have what you say. And that's for good or bad. Remember your faith, faith means what you really believe and your faith pulls like gravity. But do not let the enemy keep you stuck. Don't let other people keep you stuck. If God gives you a dream or an idea, listen, 2020 is around the corner, okay? If God gives you an idea for something big, God's given me stuff, you know, for 2020. I haven't told, I've maybe told maybe one or two people, but I'm not really sharing much because I don't really want anybody else's opinion. I, I, listen, I know that if you, oh, how do I say this? It is good to have wise counsel, okay? I'm not saying not to get counsel, but what I'm saying is I I know what I need to do and I've been, um, okay, how do I say this without sounding because I'm not trying to sound like I know everything. I'm just saying I don't let other people dictate what I'm supposed to be doing. I get my instructions from God, okay? And then I may run it past a friend you know, or two that I know are mature in the Lord, but I follow peace, follow peace. Peace has to be your umpire in every decision that you make and in every situation. Okay, peace. So if you're feeling peace about something and you're excited, say about an idea and you tell somebody about it, and somebody who's mature in the Lord, but they come back with something that, oh, it disturbs your peace, go to the Lord about it. 
because if what they said disturbed your peace, they, they are probably in error. You follow peace. If you know that the Lord told you to do something and you have peace, you and the Lord are one spirit. Listen, go do what the Lord told you to do. You'll know soon enough whether, you know, it's, it's, it's a success or it isn't. I hope that makes sense, right? Some, okay, somebody said, and sometimes he confirms it at a church service. Sure, he could confirm it anywhere. Jennifer said that. He can confirm it anywhere. Sometimes, you know, yes. Let, anyway, let peace be your umpire. Yes, peace beyond under, all understanding. But Colossians 3.15 says, let peace be your umpire. Peace has to rule in your heart in every situation. Okay, so getting back to talking about, you know, I hope this is helping you guys because even where your past is concerned, listen, the past is for your learning. It's not to stay stuck. The thief comes to only, only, Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Well, what does he want to steal, kill, and destroy? Your dreams, your marriage, your relationship, anything that, any blessings of God, the enemy wants to rob that. But he can't do anything apart from your consent, your agreement with him. Jesus said, the enemy has no power over me because there's no agreement. I am paraphrasing, okay? You can read it for yourself. Go, John 14, 30 and 31 in the Amplified. The enemy had no power over him. The enemy doesn't have to have any power over you. And here's the thing, if we miss it, right, because listen, we're saved and sin isn't even imputed to us anymore. Because if you have, if Jesus is your Lord, I feel like I'm all over the place, but I just, I opened my mouth and I, I asked the Holy Spirit to fill it. So I'm, I'm kind of jumping from a few things, but, but I believe this is helpful. If you are born again, sin is not even imputed to you any longer. But here's the thing. So God isn't going to hold it against you, but it gives Satan the legal access to hold it against you and to wreak havoc in your life. That's why you want to get any sin out of your life. Okay. It's and and that's the truth. And how do you do that? If you know that you've been in agreement somewhere, get it out by repenting. Lord, I am sorry that I came into agreement with the enemy on this and or anything that is not of you. Holy Spirit, help me. Thank you, Jesus, that you've already forgiven me. My sins have been washed away, but I repent for that and I have no more agreement with that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bam! And you switch direction. Go in, go in the direction that you know you need to go in. And I'm telling you, you will find joy. You will find peace. You will find strength. You will find all the blessings to be victorious in whatever situation it is. If it's health, if it's disease, right? Listen, I said this last week, the Holy Spirit's been telling me to drink green drinks. Well, now I've been drinking them every day. I feel great. Energy, more energy. I'm just saying, you know, um, you know, staying away from things that are inflammatory the way, you know, I, it's not a health, um, you know, video, but I'm just saying most people know what they should or shouldn't be doing, right? Somebody just said, cancel out all naysayers, right on point. What a great word. Yeah, the Lord does know the plans that he has for you, but you get the plans that he has for you. Seek him out, Lord, you know, and, and pay attention to the thoughts and the ideas that come to you. Write them down on paper. See what, what you're excited about, what gives you peace. 
and forget the things of the past because the enemy may come to you and say, yeah, uh, you know, you should have done that three years ago. Well, maybe the Lord put it in your heart three years ago, but maybe it wasn't time until now. God gives me glimpses of things for the future all the time. And listen, truth be told, there's been times it was three years ago for me. And then it's like, wow, you know, and then I kept saying, I kept thinking to myself, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And now's the time. So I'm just saying, don't beat yourself up because you haven't done something, but timing is important. Okay. So I hope somebody said, admit it, quit it and forget it. That's good. Robert said, right. If you've got sin in your life, admit it, right? Quit it and forget it. I love that. That is excellent. That is excellent. That's a great tip. See, I love your guys' comments too because it's important. This is, it's a community and we love each other here, you know? So I love you guys and I want to do everything I can. I do read every comment, you know, every question. And, you know, instead of answering them individually, sometimes I do in the comments, but I like to be able to do it via video because I know it will help more people, you know? So, all right, Luke 137, let me give you some of the word now. With God, nothing is impossible. No thing, nothing, right? And of course, the past is the past. You have to, I love what he said, admit it, repent quickly, get rid of it and forget it. Move on, right? Even the apostle Paul said this one thing I do, forgetting the past and moving forward toward the prize. And Paul, the apostle Paul, he said he was the chief sinner. He said, my gosh, he was persecuting uh, Christians, throwing men and women into prison. And you could read about that in Acts chapter eight. Okay. So, all right. Um, let's see. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Remember that the devil roams around like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Don't let it be you. Okay. Don't let it be you. That's 1 Peter 5, 8. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you've been given authority. Jesus said, right, Luke 10, 19, I've given you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you when you use your authority that you've been given. Nothing can harm you. And if you're using the authority that Jesus has given you, you're in agreement with God. You're saying no to the devil. He can't harm you. Okay. God says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Okay. Okay. So remember, God doesn't want you to be conformed to the world the way the world thinks but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to know the word of God so that your mind and your spirit can line up together and they won't be in conflict, okay? Mm -hmm. And remember, you can't even, you can't give the devil authority, but you can give him access. You can't give him authority because it's not yours to give him in the first place, but you can give him access by choosing to agree with him. But you do have the authority of Jesus to defeat him and to say no and to cast him out in Jesus' name, right? Mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The devil is, is a deceiver. He wants to keep you stuck. He wants to keep you focused on the past 
so that you can't even get a picture of the future. Listen, God gave you an imagination so that you can imagine, so that you can, and for good, you know, so that you can picture the things. Seek him out and let him put thoughts in your mind, the Lord, about, you know, the things that you need to be doing. Let God's word paint pictures for you of how to live your life and pay attention to peace. Mm, it's so important, so important. And Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, excuse me, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, right, will be bound in heaven. He's saying whatever you forbid, whatever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted. <clears throat> so whatever you allow on earth, God's allowing. So whatever you don't allow, right, because he gave you authority. That is, my God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. He gave you the keys of the kingdom, right? The kingdom of heaven. So you have authority and you can tell the devil, scout, yeah, scout, scat, get out. I was trying to say get out and scat at the same time and I got scout. Anyway, okay. So, all right, praise God. And just remember, your past is completely washed away. When you ask Jesus to come in and be your Lord and Savior, you don't need to focus on the past anymore because it's been completely washed away. Think about, we're almost out of time, but gosh, the time went so quickly. But just imagine if you were on a beach and you write your name in the sand and the water comes and washes it away. Well, guess what? That's exactly what the blood of Jesus did with your sins. Didn't just cover them, washed them away, right? Oh, praise God. And let me just give you just a couple of scriptures about that. Psalm 103, 12, 13, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us, right? Just as our sins from us, just as the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Just, I'm sorry, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And then Isaiah 43, 25, the Lord says, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not re remember your sins. Man, God is not a man that he should lie, right? Oh my gosh, he's not remembering your sins once you're forgiven. And once you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and to forgive you of your sins, you're forgiven, you and, and here's, it took me a while to understand this, but you are forgiven past, present, and future. He did, he died for you once. He paid the penalty. He forgave your sins once and for all. But do we still sin? Yes, yeah, sometimes. But God's not holding us, holding it against us anymore. Just like he didn't hold it against Abraham when Abraham lied about Sarah. Listen, is this a license to go and sin? No, because you will open the door to the devil to wreak havoc in your life. You know, you, you have to, uh, you want to do things God's way. You're here to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Okay? Jesus never lied. Okay, so the past is gone. But, and here's the, here's the kicker. Satan will constantly remind you of your past as if it still exists. Why? Because he's a liar. He's a liar. And he wants to keep you stuck. So, I mean, my gosh, I really hope that that 
even those who watched the replay, I mean, like, I really hope that they stayed till the end because I'll tell you what, that right there, in a nutshell, that was, that was everything. The devil lies to you and he's constantly reminding you of your past because it's a lie. If Jesus is your Lord, your past has completely been washed away. It's gone. Okay, so if you, and, and Isaiah 48, 43, 18 says, do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. Wow, praise God. Okay, and if you do remember the past, it should be from a place of victory to help someone else. That's what this ministry is all about, and you can do the same. So if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, let's do it now. Let's do it now so that you can get forgiven if you haven't yet, and let's you know rock and roll onto your new life. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because as soon as you ask Jesus to come into your heart, the Holy Spirit, God sends the Holy Spirit right into your spirit to be recreated. You're brand new as if you've never existed, and you have a brand new life in Christ. And now that the Holy Spirit is in you, that your identity is now that you are God's child. Christ lives in you, literally, literally the spirit of Christ. Because Galatians 4, 6 says God sends the spirit of his son to live in you. Mm. Okay, so if you want a brand new start, if you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life yet, just do it with me right now. And just repeat what I'm saying and just mean it with your whole heart. God knows if you mean it. Just this is for those of you who are have not been born again or, or saved, okay? Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you on the third day. You are alive now and you live forever. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Change my life, Lord, and make it what you want it to be. And Lord, I ask you to baptize me in your Holy Spirit and let me be on fire for you. Help me, Lord, to be an effective witness for you and to know you. Lord, I thank you right now. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And thank you, God, that you are my father now, too. In Jesus' name. Woo! Welcome, welcome. Somebody said Christ in me. Yes, Christ in you. So welcome, and welcome. Welcome to the family of God. Thank you so much for watching the Victorious Life broadcast. Share this on your social media and let's advance God's kingdom together. And be sure to uh, follow my account on Instagram. It's just my name, Lisa Boldo. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just Lisa Boldo. It's under my name. And you'll find all my videos in one place in YouTube. So thanks again for watching. God bless you. Let me know what you took away from this tonight and what else you want to know about. God bless you. And I'll see you next time. Have a great night. God bless you.